Plum is in New Jersey. Greg is at the Landshark. Great pizza, by the way. And things are gonna get messy. The football dates are out, but this week's episode is really about your Twitter questions. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves to Wolverines Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined, of course, by the man to my right, Alex Plum, and the man who is not missed, Kevin Grek. Can you imagine a scenario, Plum, where it was you and I in a room in Jonesy somewhere else? Just like the amount of just like, where where am I? Why aren't you getting me a beer that we'd be <laughs> hearing? Yeah. I don't think you why why am I there sharing a mic with you? <laughs> The amount of emotional be. in the feels that I would get. Yes. It's truly that's pathetic. It would be sad. We have to arrange for this. It's very nice to be able to drink in person with Jones because I feel like I was very jealous when you guys got to do that last time and I had to sit in my own um, office unawares of the joys happening betwixt you two. Of everything going on. We actually, we had uh, quite the audience. Mr. Jones was there that day, uh, which really elevated the podcast. So He was bearing us constantly. Yes. yes. Uh, so, so uh, pl- Jones and I have replaced uh, uh, my father with uh, sitting next to the refrigerator and a uh, a fifth of Fireball in between us. So I was going to ask if you've trained Blake to uh, deliver you guys beers whenever you need it. Like a, do a little shake at him. That's the call, like the shake of the empty can. That's how he knows to uh, deliver like a another baby one. rattle. Yes. Uh, all right. Let's get into it. Daddy. Uh, yeah, dad of the year. Thank you. I'll take my bow later. Uh, thank you, of course, for listening uh, to the podcast. If we could ask you a small favor, please share the podcast with Spartans in your life. Give us a rate, review, and subscribe on the Apple Podcasts if you listen there. If you don't, do it anyway. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at Spartan underscore pod. Greg, tell the folks what they can expect out of an almost entirely Twitter question show. Yeah, well, usually we would go uh, to the Greenwell, which is where we talk about MSU sports. And we are actually going to talk about it a little bit this week. Then we take a scroll, a stroll off Grand River, uh, talking about the wider sports stories of the week uh, off of the campus in East Lansing. And then we go into the Twitter questions. But this week, it's uh, it's primarily this news story. Gentlemen, Vegas has weighed in on this upcoming slate of MSU football games for the fall, and it has determined over under total wins four. Four. Can we start at how stupid that is, though? To, to the even number. Can we start at how stupid the even number? We're going to get to that. Greg, keep going. So, well, I mean, what are our things? Uh, so, we've got. Now, do keep in mind, there are only three non-conference games. Uh, The Big Ten is extending its season. So those are against Miami, at Miami, the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, and Youngstown State. So I would assume two wins right there. So effectively, what Vegas is saying is only two conference wins for MSU this year. I I don't know that I buy it. What do you guys think? Well... We play Rutgers, Purdue, and Maryland. Those are three games that are on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Notwithstanding the loss to Rutgers in a game in which we committed seven turnovers, I don't want to say it's a safe W, but it's a likely W. Yeah. Uh, Maryland, even if you wanted to call that a 50-50 game, which you should not, 
likely W. And it's home too. Yeah. And and Purdue, I didn't know they still had a football team. <laughs> well, they're definitely paying for a football coach. That is yes. for sure. And then, you know, look, I'm just going to say these words out loud. That in year zero of Mel Tucker, wherein uh, a roster that had a bunch of players that have since transferred to the MAC and D2 went onto a field and beat a school from Ann Arbor. Um, I, I don't know how you can't say that that's a very winnable game next this year. Yeah. I, another game at home. Another game at home. And by the by, Northwestern, technically not at home, but kind of. And uh, they were good last year, and we beat them. And they lost almost everybody on their team this year. Yeah. Um, I'm selling my house, and I'm putting all of it on the line in Vegas <laughs> against these odds. Yeah. So, I mean, it is important to point out that Northwestern, I mean, did manage to get to the Big Ten Championship game and we're 5-0 and before losing that game to, to MSU last year. But like you said, they graduated a lot of players and it is not exactly a home game for them whenever the Spartans and indeed most teams of the Big Ten roll into town. So I... I don't really know what to make of this other than I would take the over. And it sounds like Plum, you would, you know, you're putting some money on that. You put yeah, the, I the call future. Brandon Sands first. <laughs> well, Greg, let's let's be very clear here. There are two games on the schedule that I think are more likely than not losses in Ohio State and Penn State. Yeah, fair. But you can't convince me that. Northwestern is a substantially more likely than not loss. Same with Youngstown State. Miami, I don't know. I just don't know. Nebraska, though? Yeah. They're not good. Like, you can get to, you can get down the, the schedule and say, hmm. what is what is Scott Ro- uh, Frost's uh, record right now at Nebraska? I think it's like 12 and 20 or something like that. I believe. I'm- yeah, that's an eminently winnable game. And, no and, but he does have a holiday in the state of Nebraska named after him. So there's that. <laughs> and Martinez is coming back. So they'll, they'll have a returning starting quarterback. That's worth something, especially early in the year. September 1st. Never forget. <laughs> Scott Frost day. That's not okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, there's a lot of dates in September that we're not forgetting. Um, <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I just don't, I don't see this ending up happening. Um, Indiana's got Penix back, of course, as well. And the defense is still there. Um, look, fine. Give me the W or give me the L to Indiana. Give me an L at Ohio state. And, you know, Hey, you know what? You can throw in Penn state at the end of the year, but I'll tell you what, if we roll into that Indiana game, Having not lost a game yet, I don't know that you can say that with as much certainty. Yeah. Uh, Update. I looked it up. Over the last three seasons, Jeff Brom has almost essentially the same record that, uh, that, uh, what's his buckets does, uh, Scott Frost does in Nebraska over the last three years. Um, So, I don't know, man. I'm struggling to come up with only four wins here as I'm looking at the schedule. 
Yes. So I'm going to go play the lottery and take all of my winnings and put it on the over. Here, here. Um, Let it roll. But Let it roll, um, Related to the schedule, we do have uh, six games whose times were released. Then we're not going to walk through each and every one of them because they're almost all noon games, befitting the level of respect that the four win total was given. Um, but the Northwestern game is notable because it's uh, it's opening the season on a Friday night, which MSU has done more often than not, it seems, as of late. Yeah, for like the last 10 years. A lot of opening yeah. on Friday night. And it's a 9 p.m. game in Evanston. Um, so, you know, um, it'll be raucous with Spartans. <laughs> and uh, and then I think the only other maybe notable game time, uh, two game times, I guess, would be uh, Miami at noon, which uh, noon, Miami, some people think the heat is a factor. Nightlife is a factor. I, I don't know how much I care. Um, and then October 2nd being homecoming is also a night game for the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky. Hmm. So Greg, as an right. East Lansing resident, do you have anything to say about game times? Well, I know that uh, Fox is uh, flipping the script and now noon is the big game, big game time. So I take all of those noon games as compliments personally. Um, sure. I like a noon game because then your uh, tailgate is a, um, breakfast affair. Yeah. That's Start with a nice chicken and waffle and a mimosa. Uh, one of those yeah. situations. Um, is that what you'll be serving when I see you? Yeah. On, on September? Yeah. I'll just have to start practicing chicken and waffle making. Um, Great. Or you know what? We'll throw, you know, because we're just, you know, Midwestern yokels. We'll throw all of the ingredients <laughs> at you and you, you can make breakfast that day. You know, elevate our palates. Our, Thank you our backwater Midwestern palates. Uh, that would be great. I appreciate that. I mean, it's, it's, it's not that far off considering that golden harvest couldn't be supported, which was a great restaurant. But um, <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. Uh, there's not really much to say about, about basketball other than Greg apparently saw Max Christie. Cool. Um, the baseball senior day at the old college field happened. Are you going to let him gloss over that? You're not going <laughs> to We're not going to hang on that. Uh, uh I did also walk past this baseball game. They were charging for admission, so I passed. And uh <laughs> yeah, there were actually uh fans in attendance at the old baseball stadium today, which was uh America's pastime. Yeah. Breaking it out. Even as of like 2 weeks ago, there weren't any fans in attendance. So, it was nice that the guys got fans for uh senior day, but also they ended the conference season 17 and 27. So, but uh we should celebrate briefly that four uh members of the team received some all Big 10 honor uh which is <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> One is uh, Zade Walker, who was third team All Big Ten. Um, Mitch Jeb was that all is, freshman. Uh, no, there is no more baseball in yes, name yes, than, than Mitch, Mitch Jeb. Jeb. <laughs> that's Jeb with two Bs. Hold on, because next up is Nick Powers, who was also <laughs> on the All Freshman team. And finally, an award that I didn't know existed. Uh, Andrew Morrow won the Sportsmanship Award. Yay, uh, Sportsmanship. 
What a guy. And his picture for that is pointing a bat at me menacingly. Not very uh, no, sportsmanlike, a, a Mitch. You, you would call that a smile? That's a bit of a smirk. Okay. Um, a sporting smirk. See, this podcast gets to be visual now because Plum and I are looking at the same thing. Um, anyway. Uh, Everyone look so up Mitch <laughs> in, I, in your homes. <laughs> Let's all share on this moment together. I mean, I, should we should we be at least optimistic about uh, some all-freshman players? Is that a paving the way to the future? Sure, maybe. maybe. Or it could be that the Is good it? teams don't have to play freshmen, so they don't, you know, make an impact, and then mm-hmm. they don't show up on the all-freshman teams. Could be, though. Well, listen. Could be that the future is bright. For us. Getting, him, getting him some exposure. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's good. There we go. Um, all right, Greg, uh, by popular demand, this next segment is for you to read aloud. Oh, oh, look who's come crawling back. It's Michael Jones. He wants me to tell you about Brandon Sands. Because sound the alarms, folks. Mortgage rates, while still insanely low, trended up last week. And our friend Brandon Sands has closed over 10,000 loans and works for one of the largest mortgage lenders in the country in guaranteed rate. So if you get a mortgage and it's over... 4% or something stupid uh, like that. Listen, these mortgage rates are going in the wrong direction. You have got to call Brandon Sands. You got to call the man. You got to fix this today. Call him. Because people around you, they know. And they're Those people. judging you. Your mother Big judgment. won't look you in the eye because she knows that your mortgage rate is above Shameful. 4%. And she... She doesn't want to bring it up because she knows it must be very sensitive for you because- Because you can't get it. Yep. That's exactly why. But we're going to fix this. We're going to show mom that she doesn't know anything. And we're going to call Brandon Sands. He's going to hook you up. He's got a consultative approach. You guys will have a bear over the Zoom, maybe in person at an MSU baseball game. And uh, you're going to fix this and you'll be able to look mom in the eye. And maybe, maybe you won't be her most disappointing child anymore. Wow. Depends. God, that got personal. (laughs) Listen, we've been telling these people about Brandon Sands for years, but they still got mortgage rates over 4%. What am I supposed to do at this point? Just what am I supposed to do? You tell me. Is this how do I reach them? Your mother? I just feels like a conversation we need to have as a as a group with your mom <laughs> my mom yeah. present hi yeah. you know that greg's mortgage rate is no no longer uh over four percent right and she'll be like oh it's not he disappoints oh. me in other ways <laughs> <laughs> all right uh i don't know if you said it rate.com backslash brandon i did brandon with it. an e sands <laughs> with a z rate.com backslash brandon sands all right, gentlemen, let's head off Grand River. I'm not sure that Greg talked about that segment when he began to enter the show, as Plum pointed <laughs> out. I don't know that he ever got through the structure of the show. Who needs it? Uh, We're throwing out the script today. Yeah, that's true. Let's do some more fire. We're calling well. Brandon yeah, Sands. Right. This is good. We got interest uh, rates over 4%. We got to fix it. No. I, I promise, listener, if you are new to the show for some reason, it's not like this normally. It's uh, only marginally better, though. <laughs> don't oversell All right, so... Yeah, don't oversell it. Uh, we are a five-star podcast. Uh, anyway, let's go off Grand River. And I think the big news uh, out of the Big Ten is that uh, there was a document dump related to, uh, I assume it was FOIA-related, um, the Big Ten's decision-making on canceling football season initially this year. And out from that trove of documents 
came news that OSU, Ohio State, was officially exploring going independent for the 2020 season um, and was trying to run that by Kevin Warren, the new commissioner. I, so I guess, first of all, uh, we talked about this at the time yes. and more to make fun of Nebraska. So let's do a little bit of that. And then I would like to get back to a question of how would this have gone if Delaney was still around? First, I want to point out that I think we pointed out at the time that this sounded like a very Ohio State thing to do while Nebraska was doing yes. it. Um, it's also a very Ohio State thing to do to let Nebraska take the body blows in the press <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> while, while they're on the slide doing the exact same thing. And it's a very <laughs> Nebraska thing to do to take those body blows and humiliate themselves in front of everyone. Uh <laughs> So yeah, you, you guys, you guys be the test balloon. Yeah. Just yeah, you go, go ahead, ahead and tweet we'll it see out. See how this goes for Nebraska, and then uh, we'll see. We'll see what goes on with these idiots, and we'll just do this in the, through the back channels the way it's supposed to be done. Um, do you think they would have ended up going uh, independent? Any possible way? Uh, if the Big Ten had actually not gone through the season, yeah, uh, there's no doubt. Yeah, I mean, they they got sure. the playoff, right? Like, I mean, that, that was like they were all in on the playoff, which is yeah, hilarious. Also, I just I love to watch old men text back and forth with each other. <laughs> the over and inconsistent use of the ellipsis mm. is both yes. unnerving and infuriating. And I'll say what's more, the way they shorten words like "what" to "w t u t" and just various and a sundry imbecilic use of their thumbs. I hate it. <laughs> that that feels like a very Burt Bielema thing to do. If we're being honest, uh, the what, uh, mm. I, it, I agree. Um, I, and what's interesting to me is the, uh, it feels like they're trying too hard yeah. to be youthful. It's like they read some, you know what? It's like they text with players. Yeah. And then somehow they pick up that. But just just enough to be like your uncle. Yes. Yes. And like, oh, I can do this. And mm-hmm. I'll, and I'll do it with my equally 62-year-old friend. <laughs> and he'll get it too. <laughs> anyway. Uh, this is, so this w- is a, just a, re- a reminder to our listenership. It's a back in the Big Ten, Bert Bielema. Um, Illinois, (laughs) not (laughs) Illinois is not Not on the schedule this year, unfortunately, but, uh, just a reminder to everyone it's, uh, you know, that's a Bert did get in his Jeep truck and hooked up his boat (laughs) and drove from New York slash New Jersey and headed back to, uh, to Illinois. Yeah. Just, he's no longer welcome in the state of Wisconsin. I don't think No, So he he stopped shy. Um, do we think, though, that, like, do you think Ohio State would have tried to pull this if Delaney was still running the yeah. Big Ten? I mean, he probably okay. would have enabled it. In some Encouraged way. Yeah. it. So you think Kevin Warren, in some ways, saved the Big Ten here? Could be. Could be. Because if, if I think if Ohio State went rogue, that could have done a lot of power shifting. Even for a one year, there could have been a lot of movement nationally in in conference. You think so? You think there would have been lasting repercussions as as a result of all of this? I mean, think about the last time there was conference realignment. It 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 was cataclysmic, right? I mean, it was a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think if a titan like an Ohio State even gets loose for a season, 
it invites conversation that would not have had been had before. Mm, sure. And I, I, in, you know, I'm not saying it's a thing and it's certainly not anything we need to dwell on longer, but it, it is, uh, intriguing to me that, uh, that I, who knows what could have been, but it, it, Someone like Ohio State being out in the wild, unlike a Nebraska who no one really wanted, um, it, it, it does. But you, you <laughs> open up that Nebraska media market now. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, do, do we want to talk about the Iowa case um, or do we want to just... No, I, I, I think we have other things to talk about in Iowa. Oh, and okay. I, and I, I get that it's... Uh, not related to the pod. Really, it's not related to anything in sports. It's just the wiles of two uh, really not fully formed prefrontal cortex young men uh, who live in the state of Iowa, which is a godforsaken place to begin with, um, piss matching each other on Twitter. And I don't know for sure. I'm talking about Jordan Bohannon um, and, uh, uh, and what's this other guy's name? No, those are both Jordan Bohannon. Yeah, no, no, I know him, but uh, but who he's going back and forth with? Oh, he's whole, just like, going back and Jay- forth with fans. Oh, it's fans. Yes, it's just fans. So I just got into this Twitter hole, dear listener. <laughs> follow me down, Jordan Bohannon. Into the depths. Follow me down. It's a mess, and it's beneath all of our dignity. But you listen to this pod, so how much dignity does anyone really have? <laughs> I, I've never seen anyone engage people that don't matter as much before. It's Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Bohannon is, is thirstier than I am. And you can tell him the selfless photos that he posts, but shirtless or shirtless photos. Also that he selfless posts of himself giving also. Well, <laughs> yes. God knows there's really not much to giving gain. what no one asked for, but he does. He's goes back and forth and it's always Iowa state fans. And, ah, yes. and it is, it's, it is delicious. He is personally offended by these people who mean nothing. Well, this culminated five days ago in a, uh, I don't know, some altercation outside of a bar in Iowa City. A Ricks of Iowa City. Let's probably. call it a Ricks. Even a Land Shark. The Land Shark. Um, How's the pizza? Probably not without the pizza. They don't have good pizza. <laughs> they don't have good pizza. Uh, and yet here he was leaving this bar and he gets into it with some Iowa State fan and another Iowa State fan comes out of nowhere and jacks him in the face and he blacks out and falls down. I mean, I'm not celebrating violence. No one celebrates no, thoughts violence. and prayers. And we, we don't condone that. And we don't want anyone to get hurt. And I think it isn't a, I don't think it beggars belief to draw a line between engaging fans or, I don't know, trolls on Twitter. And then, you know, you might get a little bit of something you didn't expect. I can't, I can, in, in defense of Jordan Bohannon, um, I will say I cannot imagine being a college athlete of of a revenue sport on Twitter. I mean, we we've talked about yeah. on the pod, um, yeah, that um, uh, EJ Liddell uh, got death threats after Ohio Correct. State, um, and uh, Kofi Coburn had a whole bunch of racist nonsense. And we way. should point out now, that, that is very... Rocket claims that he got oh, some. Yes, Rocket as well, uh, which I, I don't, I don't doubt. Um, and, but, uh, that I think is a bit of a far cry from, um, maybe the, I can't recall any of those people deliberately going out of their way to, uh, start Twitter conflicts with opposing fan well, bases and, or post shirtless photos. I think that's the bigger thing. I mean, you, you, you can decry that, 
in the general sense and sort of say this is unacceptable conduct because everyone's going to come to your defense. I mean, 90% of people that are reasonable are going to go, you, you know, you're better than them. You have the platform. They're trying to get your platform. Bohannon's the idiot that's sharing the, the microphone. The it's, it's very docket jess. I mean, we don't talk about very this very often because we focus on college sports, but it's also very KD-esque. Like mm, KD gets yes. into some Twitter problems that we could do a whole segment on. Like we skipped it, the whole Ian Rappaport thing from earlier this year. We didn't, we didn't cover that on the podcast. It's true. But like there's plenty of cases of him getting into it with regular fans. There's plenty of times. Are you guys toasting over there? <laughs> Fireball. <laughs> plenty of times where he gets caught uh, upvoting and commenting on his own stuff with his Various burner accounts. <laughs> Burners. So, like, that's a man with a max contract. So, I don't know. Maybe we should go easy on Mr. Bohannon, especially we should. since he's in we should. hospital. Well, suffice it to say. Wait, he, he I mean, I'm sure he spent some time. I think he's out now. But I think he's out now. Oh, yeah, concussion-related protocols. Yeah. yeah. We've all been there, haven't we? Yeah, recently. God, Plum won't stop talking about this. God. You guys didn't give me enough. Uh, that uh, Plum, Plum gets in the car today and he starts talking about a call that he butchered. God, this guy is refereeing his um, mustache. Our Twitter questions <laughs> have a little bit of the sickness, the the Plum soccer sickness. So we don't have to talk about it now. We we can spend time yeah. on this. Later. All right. So um, in in more serious news, and I I don't think we'll cover it t- uh, tonight, mostly because uh, Plum and I are toasting fireball shots in mass. Uh, but there was, you know, uh, folks will recall that earlier in the year, we we covered some uh, complaints that were lodged against Kirk Ferentz and the staff uh, at Iowa football for um, discriminatory conduct. Um, and the uh, somehow it, it, it escaped my radar that there was a lawsuit that was filed um, as a result of that discriminatory conduct. And that, um, that suit had timelines set for, uh, discovery and trial. Um, it, it's a long, long ways off from a trial, um, which is not surprising, but we, I, I will try and endeavor to, uh, dive into the merits of this case. Cause I know everyone wants me to talk more about law stuff. Yes. That's what everyone One person for. did say that on our listener, uh, you know, survey. And one person was like, was I'm Burners. here for the like Jones, Jones long-winded <laughs> law segments. Um, I don't even like myself when I start talking about this stuff. I hate myself. Say? What can we say? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Greg, again, by popular demand, you've been asked to read this next. No, no. Plum, tell the people about Preserved Homemade. I couldn't in good conscience. And, you know, I'll tell you why. Because today I made... Chocolate chip cookies for Mike Jones's darling boy. And I didn't even think to call our friends at Preserved Homemade because I didn't want to put them in the impossible situation of having to divulge their recipe, which we know is award winning. For those OG chocolate chip cookies. For those are, there isn't a better chocolate chip cookie in circulation currently, globally. Uh, and so, but I knew that they also wouldn't be able to say no to the request of providing cookies to a young uh, Jones offspring. So, <laughs> Jones offspring. so I I did my best shot, 
and I'll let the results be. Did Blake themselves. throw it back at you and tell I, you this was no preserved it would just homemade be unfair. OG? It would be it would be inauthentic. But if you want to know more, you can go to plumserved <laughs> underscore no, no, I'm just all right. All right. No, Preserved Homemade is a uh, <laughs> uh, is a goods and provision store bringing the taste of home in the form of homemade treats. They also have some great recipes on their website. Uh, you can check them out on Instagram at Preserved underscore Homemade or follow them on Twitter at Preserved H or head to their website at Preserved-Homemade.com to treat yourself or someone you love to some homemade goodness. All right. It is time for the main event. And one of our survey uh, responses was that people wish we would spend more time on the Twitter. Well, here you go. Well, listener, folks, <laughs> you're in luck. You will get, you're, you're going to get the dedicated attention uh, that may be coming to you in the fall question mark. So let's start it off with Elin Bloom. One of our favorite questioners. Bah, 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 bah. Uh, how many times do you have to edit something out of the average pod? Greg, I'll send that one to you as you do the editing. So if there's ever any sound artifacts, it's not, anyone's fault particularly not Alex definitely Plum. not hey. definitely not uh Elon bloom definitely seems to have an interest in the uh production side of the house here on the podcast the answer is these days there is not a great deal of editing um except for last week when i <laughs> every moment of plums uh plums channel where he wasn't speaking I dropped the gain all the way to zero so that you wouldn't hear all the crackling. Uh, and it only happened while he was speaking. You so know, can I just say this? It doesn't make any sense because I, so I'm, I brought, they're using it right now to we're using it right now and no snap, no crackle, no pop, no, little no toast. Pop. Well, there's, there's a, a little guard. toast over there. There's a pop guard. Pop. Pamela picked a, Pickled pepper. See, no pops. That's great. Anyway, I don't know why it does it. I guess it's my Mac. Uh, continuing to have interest in the production side of the house, Elon Bloom asks, Michael Jones, do you have personal relationships with all of your sponsors? The we, following content has been edited out, out, out of the pod. <laughs> no, we, uh, we, we do like to get to know all of our sponsors. Uh, we aren't flip about who we take. Uh, we wouldn't take just anyone. We've thought about an OnlyFans. We've thought about a Patreon. Did but, you say an OnlyFans? Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, instead, uh, we've, uh, we've chosen to go with people that we know and trust and, uh, and provide quality Elon services. Elon Bloom knows how the game is played. Uh, it's all about relationships. It's all relationships, man. Yeah. Um, uh, Elon Bloom's last question is, uh, and this is for Plum and Greg. What will the percentage be of Spartans to Wildcats on opening night? Remember, it's in Evanston. It's still going to be 60, yeah. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, it went sixty-five. Do we think that's an overblown uh, sort of? Trope? I mean, I've been to three the, games at Ryan Field, okay, uh, and I would say each one of them was about sixty forty, something like that, fifty-fifty at the least. Yeah. Ooh, Ryan Field makes me wonder, how would you feel if, if Spartan Stadium was given a name other than Spartan Stadium? I was literally just going to say, for it to be called Field seems demeaning. It seems beneath the dignity of a big one. Well, there's been some goal. thought that uh, that the field at Spartan Stadium might be named after someone like a recent or coach. Or Rocket Mortgage. <laughs> Rocket Mortgage or Field at Spartan Stadium. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. mortgage. <laughs> what, if it was the, if, what if it was the Mark D'Antonio Field? No. 
No. <laughs> you wouldn't kill someone? Would you be unhappy? I, I, oh, no, no. I'm saying no. I might kill someone. <laughs> okay. Uh, murder, he wrote. Murder, she wrote. Okay. Murder, she wrote. Uh, all right. So 60-40 is the prediction. Um, all right. Well, next up, Mama Maple Leaf. Oh, whose ubiquitous use of the letter U, U. U. earned her plaudits. And I want to be clear. For the number of comments we get about my vocabulary, no one commented on the word plaudits. How dare you? Anyway, first question. Melvin Tucker proposed marriage on the first date. He says of his wife, Joellen, Rutgers Law, JD, she never told me what I wanted to hear, end quote. What would you tell Mel about the MSU football program that he doesn't want to hear? Jones? Ooh. Um... Oh, that's interesting. Um, I didn't think about this at all. Greg, I, I, I don't need to sidestep. Give me a second to collect my thoughts. Greg, do you have any uh, thoughts on this? That Rocket Mortgage is going to take the field name and it will never be his. Um, oh my God. No, I've I got a serious one. This is one from Kevin Greg. Your first year's recruiting class was not good enough. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. That's good. Ooh. I mean, that that was your opinion, right? I mean, I think we gave him the benefit oh, of the doubt, but also pointed out that... Yeah, I mean, there's contextual yeah. factors. The, I mean, yeah. the fact is but, that but, it was a even a poor D'Antonio class in terms of rating. Right. Sure. You didn't need to... Like, it's not good enough. That, I mean, that's the... I think that's the point, right? Is that it, it, you're not being uh, a yes person, and that's what he's saying about Joe Allen, is that she was never someone who was just going to tell him what he wanted to hear. And so if you were going to speak truth to power, so to speak, I think that's kind of the gist of her question. You would probably say wasn't good enough. So then a quick question. Did she say no when he asked? It was the first date. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually still not married. She never told him what he wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, uh, Plum. Michigan is about 13 times bigger than New Jersey. Does size matter? Okay, that was homophobic. So, <laughs> first time first off, that. Michael Jones, you monster. First, take a walk. Dare you. I, I, this is Mama Maple Leaf. How dare you? How dare you? But Susan, great question. I love it. Too bad I'm not ranking. Um, Who is ranking? Is it Jonesy? Uh, yeah, of course. Okay. It's Jones this week, isn't it? Doesn't Jones follow me? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, 13 times. That's big. By landmass or yeah, it population? Has, it's yeah, absolutely it's, by it's landmass. It's, it's got to be landmass. It's got to be landmass. Uh, and size does matter. You know why? We have better lakes. Uh, we have a, 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 a an ocean. No, you don't. Not really. We do. It's barely there. It, it's it's it, a you, it's a pretty famous shoreline, actually. It's, oh, is that it famous, famous or infamous? You claim that? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Now you got it. Uh, I I also have vocabulary. It. Thank you very much. <laughs> You put you put two letters in front of another word. Yeah, congrats. Listen, uh, you know, famous has an extreme. So New Jersey you. has fourteen electoral votes. What is Michigan down to? How many? Because they keep oh, losing them. It's bad. It's like twelve. It, well, we're we're gonna lose yeah. one, right? We down to fourteen now. Oh wait, no, no. You get you get two. You get the two senators and your and your congressional reps. delegation. We'll be at fifteen. Okay. Congrats, guys. Thank you. Uh, All right. Third question. Yeah. Last question up from uh, Mama Maple Leaf. War isn't hell. War is war. And this is hell a quote. Is and of the two, war is a lot worse. I'm going to say it again. War isn't hell. 
War is War, and Hell is Hell. And of the two, War is a lot worse. Captain Benjamin Franklin, Hawkeye Pierce. This Memorial Day weekend, who would you like to recognize as someone whose bravery has enhanced the betterment of your life? And I'm going to add an editorial here for Susan, which is we honor the armed forces and many folks who have served on, you know, on other holidays. This is about remembering those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. So with that in mind, Michael Jones. Oh, now you... Um, I actually have someone, so I'm going to go. Okay. Katie Pusey was a Peace Corps volunteer in Benin in West Africa when I was a Peace Corps volunteer, and uh, she was um, brutally raped and murdered um, as a Peace Corps volunteer um, by someone in her community when she stood up against uh, child exploitation that was taking place at the school where she taught. And uh, and there are people, you know, we we remember rightfully the number of people in the armed forces who have died in service of their country because um, you put yourself in a military conflict in harm's way, and uh, and we know that there is a higher, way higher prevalence of that. And so we we mourn their loss and we celebrate their lives and their legacies, but we sometimes forget um, that folks that serve our country in many other capacities also put their lives in harm's way. And there are many people like Katie who gave an ultimate sacrifice. Um, trying to serve our country and trying to extol its better ideals of peace and justice. Uh, and so we celebrate her memory and the memories of many like her who, who died in service. That's really nice. I don't have any dad. Yes. Well said. That's really nice. Can I crack a beer? Yeah. Sorry. The... <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. It was, it was, I was empty. <laughs> Next yeah. up. But upper yes, deck uh, jerk uh, guy. Uh, uh, y'all. Uh, oh yeah we'll, we'll edit that Yo, transition. uh isn't it weird that grooch is now best one on the podcast huh yeah can you actually say it like it's isn't it weird that grooch is now better. the best on one the podcast <laughs> yeah whose typo is that His well i copy yours? and paste so yeah, i control c i control v you know how it is mm-hmm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Listen. All right. It is weird. That's the end of it. I'm it's weird. Guy. Yeah. And no yeah. one likes it. No, no one agrees with this position. Yeah. Uh, no one likes it. But it's, uh, so it is. Yeah. Uh, next up from the Upper Deck Jerk Guy, Jonesy. Uh, who will be the most impactful incoming transfer? I think we were already answering, we've already answered this question previously, but let's say football wise, who's the most impactful? Uh, it's Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I mean, it, it, it sounds like uh, it's, it, it's not just drinking the Kool-Aid of, of what some of the writers are saying um, who actually look at tape, um, but it sounds like it's coming from the coaches too. They're quite convinced that he's going to be very good. Will he be worth five wins? I bet you an improved running back room is worth two wins, which puts you at four. hey <laughs> Um, the, uh, I, I mean, now granted, if Anthony Russo wins the job and that means we have good to actually, if we have good to decent quarterback play, you could make a convincing argument to me that that is the most meaningful thing because it will open everything else up. And even if it's Peyton Thorne playing, you have to presume that Anthony Russo pushed him. So you could still say that he is the most impactful. All right, transfer. two more wins. Now we're up to eight. Uh, uh, Plum, give me, give me three more <laughs> wins. That's, that's, that's justify, not how works, justify buddy. me three more wins, my man. Two plus two is. We're uh, Mel Tucker's swag. Okay, 
That's it. At least worst plus. College three. football playoff. You heard it here, folks. We're going back. And we've got the Harry Potter magic from Quivaris Crouch. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know. I'm just um, I looked at that schedule. I'm telling you, I think we're going to be 5-0 and going into Rutgers. I think we could win nine games on that schedule. There it is. 4-0. You, Vegas. You heard me. Uh, all right. Uh, next up from the Update Dirt Guy, Greg, if Gabe Brown played football, what position would he play? I think this is a great question because we all know that Draymond tried his his hand at playing tight end in a spring game, and that was. I would. Great. I would make. Uh, I would. I want Gabe in the position where we can have the best antics, whether it's uh, dancing or cheering or whatever that is. And as far as I'm concerned, in my history watching long MSU football, it's not long snapper, but it is place kicker with the best. Whether it's. Whether it's the windmill beating Ohio State or whether it's the luscious, uh, the yes. luscious deep mullet. red mullet that uh, you know our current place here has. If Gabe Brown grew a deep red yeah. mullet, I'd give up a Gabe kidney Brown for him. kicks field goals. That's right. That's right. right. Uh, but you have to admit that a, a Gabe Brown touchdown celebration as a wide oh, receiver also would be. so good, so good. Oh. And particularly if Marcus Bingham was like the other receiver on the other side. Yes, that would be great. All right. Uh, next up is Anthony Garver, who asks, if MSU could schedule any football home and away series in the next five to ten years that is not already on the schedule, what opponent would you want it to be against? And to add a twist, you were given a free pair of tickets to each game, but you have to cover travel expenses. Is there more to this? Is, I thought there was going to be like a, but you can only take one of your co-hosts or something. <laughs> a twist. The Garver twist so that was at the it, end of it. Uh, well, maybe because he's saying, you know, if you put Hawaii on this, you got to get. Oh, I see. I well, see. An I see. MSU fan okay. would never choose Hawaii yeah. given our history there. Yeah. Um, well, an MSU fan would never want to fly to University of Northern South Dakota. Who <laughs> but that's going to be your choice. Yes. <laughs> I have a problem here. I really like the teams that are already on the schedule. You know, we've already got Notre Dame on the schedule. Um, Washington's on the schedule. Are the broke buffs on the the schedule? The broke buffs? What? Broke buffs. That's uh, Colorado. Colorado. They're they're broke because they couldn't afford Mel Tucker. Oh, okay. (laughs) Poor guys. They didn't have a dump truck full of money to back up on the stadium. Because then you get to do a home and away with, uh, you know, it's a Power 5 school. But, you know, not really. But you get to go to Boulder. And some people would celebrate going to Boulder. Okay. No? Okay. All right. Let's scrap that. Yeah. Let's go back to the writer's room. Okay. No, you did great. Greg? Uh, <laughs> Let me keep thinking. I, uh, let's do like an old Miss or something like that. Um, no. I like or uh, Or like a... The big cottonwood trees. You know, I didn't mind the, yeah, uh, state. the, the Cal home and home. That was kind of oh, nice. I'd go to California. Um, go to Berkeley. Tell you, I won't go to Arizona yeah, that's State. A pass. Icky. Would you do a Would you do a Bama to get Saban to come back? I mean, we tried no. that and it didn't work. Yeah. They bought themselves out of it. I think it's beneath our dignity. He's not <laughs> going so north sad. of the Mason Dixon. It's just not happening. Yeah. Um, mm. Those really are going to be my Those are going to be my answers for this. That's not a bad answer. It's a good question. Le Gavel. Uh-huh, Le Gavel. Yeah. Mm. All right. Jones, if given the opportunity, 
Would you rather sit down and have an hour-long conversation with Coach Izzo or, or Coach Tucker? Ooh, I mean, I think it's, it's so clear that Tom Izzo will say yeah. so much more. Like, I mean, so I'm much sorry, more. Coach Tuck, but like, there's no way anyone's choosing yeah. anything other than Izzo in this situation. Correct. Correct. If I can get a drink in, into Izzo too, oh boy. Yeah, I want to know everything. And I don't want to tell him that Joellen would say the same thing, but I I think she would. Uh, I think if we uh I, honestly I would I would just enjoy watching a conversation between Izzo and say Draymond unfiltered. <laughs> That'd be great. I just want an unfiltered conversation. Just to be fly on the wall between those two. Oh, got, could you tell me that that would not be an interesting conversation? I had to make um, but yeah, it's it's Izzo. It's absolutely yeah. Izzo. Yeah. All right. Um, there's so much more history yeah. with him too. No, I don't know that I want him to talk too much about history. No, I that history. Would be, that would be the one pro for Tucker is that I only am interested in what's next. Yeah, yes. I like some Jed right. stories. Uh, I'd take some Jed some Jedisms. <laughs> some only if they were like dirty. <laughs> Dirt. Give me your filthiest yeah. Juddism. Uh, next up from. No, no, no. This is oh. for you. This oh. is for you. For Greg. Prop bet of the week from Mr. Gavar. The number of rivalry trophies that will reside in East Lansing after next season versus the number of Big Ten titles Mel Tucker will win at Michigan State. He sets the over under at one. Okay. So this is right. tough. Let's one look. of them's already off the list because we're not playing Notre Dame. Um, so that leaves three. That leaves Penn State, Michigan, and Indiana. We've got Paul Bunyan we, right now. Well, we'd have to keep Paul Bunyan. Keep him. Uh, keep him. Fine. Penn State, we identified as one of the likely losses earlier. So the question... Though it is at home, and if you tell me that we're tracking for nine and three, I'm not going to say that that game's a loss. And I have... I have personally seen some games in Spartan Stadium against Penn State that I did not expect that team to win, and they did. Yeah, um, Honestly, one, two. I'm going to go. Six. I know. I know. Indiana. I, I don't trust Indiana yet. I'm going to take over on, on the trophies. The, the little brass jug. The old brass spittoon. spittoon. The old brass jug. Not the, not the, no, no, because was it David Dowell who called it the little, the little, little brown, brown jug? jug little, uh, like no, no, no. The, the, yeah, the, something like that. Yeah. Wait, what's the Minnesota one? That, that is the, that's uh, the broad jug. Yeah, that's the yeah. brown jug. Now, this uh, outright Big Ten With titles Michigan. one is a little oh, tougher. Do we have all the Minnesota? I'm going to take, I'm going to take over on both of these. Why not? Boom. Boom. I love you. What, are you, what do you guys think? Is this too optimistic? Um, I'm going to go over. I, I'm going to... No, no, no. No, 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 no. I think we're going to keep Paul Bunyan. Damn it. And... I think Michigan's falling apart. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think Michigan's falling apart. Uh, we just saw pictures of uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh, or John Harbaugh, or... Jim Jordy, Harbaugh. Jordan Harbaugh. It doesn't matter what his name is. Har- who could have... Who could have worn jeans, but chose blue khakis blue instead. Khakis at a Tigers game. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, so I, yeah. yeah let's set it, I'm going to set it over. I'm going to set it at two. At least two. At least two. So the problem with Big Ten titles is that you've got to sneak one against Ohio State. And But over the 10 or 12 years, he'll be at Michigan State. I, we'll, be, we'll beat Ohio State at least twice. 
that's so unlikely to make no, it that far. Uh, to, for a coach to coach that long is unlikely. Oh, that's that's not me poo pooing Mel Tucker in particular. It's just statistically unlikely. How many times do we beat Ohio State under uh, Mark Andrews? Three, at least. Three? Right. So did did Antonio have what is it? Two Big Ten titles. Three and should have had four. More than Harbaugh. Technically, should have had five because of the uh, the loss to Wisconsin that was um, yeah. nonsense on the roughing the the kicker, and then uh, there was the year that right. uh, Ohio State no Ohio State had it in a three way tie, but those <sighs> wins ended up being vacated. That's also nonsense okay. for name, image, and likeness reasons. So I don't really feel I don't know how I feel. Yeah. Anyway, All right. um, uh, yeah, let's go over. All right. Good question, though, Anthony. Uh, next up, John Hubbard. What's it going to be like when Rocket leads his new MSU basketball team to the Final Four next year uh-huh. and he wins the Naismith Award? Describe your various emotions, Alex Blum. You know, this is bullying, John. And you're lucky that I'm not ranking this week because if I did, it would be well for you. I'm going to say that it's unlikely that Mississippi State, Mississippi State does well <laughs> ever, ever in general. But my God, I mean, I just think Rocket and then leadership, they don't go together. They're not they're not synonymous. Rocket term. mortgage. <laughs> okay. That's I didn't like Fair. that. Leading the um, whole team in the whole state. But if it happened, I mean, let me play into this fable. I think <laughs> if it happens, I'm I I would not be good. I would not be healthy. I no. would need help. I would need a lot of help. It would be it would be very dark. Do you I need a drink? Place. Do you need a drink? We can Maybe we that. should. We what if MSU plays MSU in the Final Four next year and Rocket Watts elevated them to the national championship? How big a meltdown mm. would we have on that next podcast? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, hold on. What if instead Rocket Watts had a Rocket Watts season, which is to say that he was terrible, but one of his two games where he yes. was good was, was against in MSU in the Final Four. <laughs> oh fuck i will tell you that there isn't a single positive emotion that i would feel even for him no <laughs> you know but i would say one of the rate limiting factors here would be whether his mom was present rage limiting factors okay all right we're moving on this uh, next one's for plum during gym class last week with my students i kicked a soccer ball really far like probably more than 30 feet <laughs> <laughs> Plum, in your experience, do I have what it takes to make it in the bigs? Uh, John Hubbard, I think the first question is, do you Ubu Jobber? Because if you do, then the answer is yes. <laughs> if you have your own vehicle and can pass whatever standards Uber. standard test that Uber has for young men of your ilk then I have no doubt that <laughs> you could become a semi semi professional soccer player in Michigan. Much in the same way that Uber drivers are semi professional NASCAR drivers. That's great. Uh Plum did have an excellent experience refereeing yesterday that he would like to talk about at some point. We'll see if someone comes up with it. Do they is he not on they this don't. list? It was technically part of the question. No, I don't it's think Jones asked it. You know, there's another Mike Jones, dear listeners. He may be listening right now. He might be There's right behind a, you. That's not how podcasts work. That's fair. There's an upside down 
Mike Jones, but I'm upside down. Uh, all right, last question from John Hubbard. How good are you all at impressions? Greg, do your best Jonesy. Plum, do your best Greg. Jonesy, do your best Plum. John, I don't like this question. I'll tell you why, because you're asking me to impersonate a gay man, and that feels like you're setting me up for a hate crime, and I'm just not going to participate. But I love it. All right, how do I do my best? But, but mm. Greg, go ahead. Mm. <laughs> Uh, why, why don't I just do all the impressions? Why doesn't everyone do an impression of me? When am I going to get my impression? Oh, I'm Kevin Crack. I'm so skinny and tall and weird. <laughs> That's me. I'm Alex. He doesn't have a lisp! Take a walk! <laughs> get out of here! <laughs> I couldn't do it. It felt so hateful. <laughs> he, he had to mute to ask if he could do it first. And I was like, yeah, you should. You should. Because now you're unelectable. So this is good. That, well, you don't think the 9-11 jokes did it last no, week? Yeah. <laughs> Slash never forget. Uh, all right. Next We're up. sorry. Next up is CTNTC. Grek, this feels right for you because you'd be swimming in one. Do you have any pro or college replica jerseys? And if so, do you actually I think wear them? Jerseys are a very pro sport. <laughs> you know, sports fandom type of thing. Like I think only Ohio state fans wear jerseys in the big 10. Um, so the answer is yeah. no big, no, the m- one exception I, might be hockey sweaters, but also still no. Yeah. Yes. That's clever. And I'm brand. I mean, I, I feel like a hockey sweater is also not something that I would wear. That is that, that feels more like memorabilia. Mm. Jerseys feel like memorabilia to me. That's it. I have a um, jersey, an old Liverpool jersey of Steven Gerrard. And he's talking about a shirt right now. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, and I didn't buy it until after he'd already retired from the premiership. So because to the point, it is nostalgic. Yeah. If I had a jersey, I would just be trying to get someone to sign it. Like that's, and then I would frame it. Oh. You know, because that would be a a thing, right? Like, um, but no, I think it's the answer that we all have the aid to the question uh, and no to the wearing of them. Correct. Right? Correct. Right. Um, all right, next up. Oh, this is an interesting one. Uh, I think we can go round robin on this because we might all have different experiences. So, Plum, let's start with you. Rank Michigan basketball coaches from as early as you have coherent memories. Uh, for example, uh, CT says Frieder. Frieder? Oh, Frieder. Frieder. That's how little yep. I care about that person. Uh, was before my time of them. Uh, how much you hated them? I um I I honestly can't remember who was before John Bayline, which is embarrassing Amaker. for me. Amaker. 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 Oh yes, Amaker. Justin. Tommy. Nope. Nope. That's Jonathan. Tommy Amaker. Justin Amash is name. Tommy Amaker. It was Tommy Amaker when we were at school. All right. Well, John Bayline, and I like John Bayline. You know why? Because Tom likes John Bayline. All right, you. Well, so uh, I, I guess I came to Michigan when, uh, you know, I moved to the state of Michigan when Michigan basketball was uh, big time bad. And I think the only reputation as someone who is new to the state was that they were bad because they were cheaters. Like, I I mean, I, I genuinely think like that was the narrative. And at the time... Michigan football was good. Yeah. And so Michigan fans uh, were like, what's the sport with the bouncy ball? 
Yeah. Like, I mean, they, it just, it just wasn't important. And I know I say that to you, CT, knowing that you are like an old head, genuine Michigan basketball fan, um, slash Spartan in real life, but, um, Wikipedia at least. Uh, yeah. Yeah. According to Wikipedia. Uh, I, so I would say that if I had to rank them, um, on how much I, I hate them. And, and I will say that to Plum's point, I don't have a memory enough of enough coaches to actually hate any of them because they just haven't mattered to me. But Juwan Howard yes, is number Juwan one. Howard is the most hated. Yes. Yeah. I, sure. I mean, honestly, yes. Yeah. There's um, no doubt about that. And, and if for no other reason, then I will not forget the moment he got teed up to break up a fast break. Cassius Winston shot a three. That, that I mean, that was... <laughs> Be embarrassing beyond itself, but the fact that he fronted off against one of his colleague coaches in this sort of Big Ten cabinet, this is beneath the dignity of any adult human. I mean, my God, you are beyond. If only there had been a and I can't and the, I can't on the court when that happened, so we could have heard what Javon Howard was saying I in will. that moment. I, I will say though that I can't hate Tommy Am- Amaker. 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 Oh Amaker. my God! I, I can't hate. I can't take hate Tommy Amaker any more than he hates himself. He's done very <laughs> so, well at Harvard. So the the real answer to this question is Howard is the most hateable, then Beeline, then Tommy Amaker. Because Tommy Amaker seemed like a nice guy, and also he didn't win anything, so it was like the perfect, <laughs> yes. the perfect. Guy. Um, next up from CT, from CT and TC, uh, a repeat of last week's question with some clarification. If name, image, and likeness passes and the number one recruit in the country says, here's my Venmo, whatever team's fans pay the most money will get my commit, would you chip in? All right. So to to share with anyone who maybe missed last week, uh, CT's question and his last of this long on the podcast, uh, who didn't, anyway, uh, it, he had asked if if name, image, and likeness passes, how much would we be willing to, to chip in or how much do we want to have you know them paid? And we took it more broadly. Um, this is a much more specific question, which I think is actually kind of a fascinating one. Um, and I'll be honest and lead with, I wouldn't. I also wouldn't. Not a dollar. He gets to keep all your yeah. money. You out of your mind? I mean, I, I, uh, I, would, uh, I would happily um, watch commercials um, if there was a, you know, Let's say they uh, they were get to, able to participate in camps and uh, charge based upon you know like let's say there was a basketball camp that my son who will inevitably be as short as I am wanted to huh. participate in I would gladly you know pay for for that sort of tutelage relationship but like merely auctioning up the to the highest no. bidder uh, I am not interested in that as it relates to college sports unacceptable uh, but that and that's a very entirely like I said that's entirely different than. Again, you know, uh, let's say my son, who is more realistic that he's good at golf than, say, basketball, wants to golf. And I think he should be able to take pro lessons from a an MSU golfer at a country club. Like, and they should be able to make money on that. Th- those are – should they be able what, to what monetize YouTube channels? Absolutely. What you're describing are compensating someone for services rendered. And I would be happy to to, to pay for services rendered for a recruit who played for my team and did well. I mean, an incentivization for playing. Um, or their autograph. Or their autograph or something. But I'm not going to give kids money just to commit them to my school. That is, you're out of your goddamn mind. 
I don't think CT's advocating for it. I think he's just curious. Yeah. It's, it's good, no, I Greg, know, but I just... Greg, how, are, how I do mean, you feel? I, I expect all of these things to be happening at a level way above me. And anything that I <laughs> contributed would be such small potatoes that I wouldn't even bother. Um, Should, is this a good time for us to pass out our Venmo? <laughs> <Yeah. though? laughs> <laughs> uh, but honestly, I think this is a great question because... Because uh, something like this is uh, going to happen at some point, in all likelihood, yes, in the yeah. direction that we're headed. And let's be clear, if CT and TC has friends in Alabama and ask them that question, I think the answer would be very different than what we just said. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Or Ohio. <laughs> yeah, or Ohio. Very much. Yeah. CT, great question. Honestly, philosophically, one of the better ones that we've gotten so far. Judging um, on the pod. All right, next up is... Judging live. For all the people I, to hear. I, have, I have not been numbering in the way that you suggested I, I do. I should number them in real time. <sighs> all right. Next up is Joe Ashworth. What MSU-related sound would you like to see go viral on TikTok? Trouble with the snap seems too obvious. I'm thinking D'Antonio's Pride Before the Fall speech is a good candidate. Or maybe the OG Farm Lane walk sign. Um, Plum, I'm going to send this to you because I think you know of a certain... That would be uh, a certain a certain sound that's associated with uh, the Breslin Center. That would be great. He got it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I could take that. I, I do like the walk sign, Farm Lane. We had we had someone interact with us on Twitter about who showed us that the the uh, sound of the voiceover now. or whatever. Yeah, is but there is why, why is there that? is still walk sign across Grand River. Walk sign to cross. No, that's not Grand the same. River. But walk oh, sign. Farm lane. Farm lane. Walk sign. I just think about lane, uh, the, the tear gas canisters shouting that at me. Indeed. He's got it. <laughs> Will Teeman. No self-respect. Uh, I, I did enjoy it. I'm not a TikToker, I will admit. Uh, I can't. No. Oh, you, you don't go down the hole? I, I had to un... Uninstall it. But the uh, the Oh No song that was very popular with some TikToks? There's a lot of things that are in my head. Yes, very good. Very good. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up from Joe Ashworth. Following up on the relegation idea for football. Joe, you're off to a great start because you're fishing at something <laughs> I said on the pod. Uh, I think each Power 5 conference should pair up with a group of five conference with teams being relegated or promoted every year. Who should the Big Ten pair up with and who is replacing Nebraska and Illinois in 2022? Joe, great question. I mean, yeah, it's the I mean, Mac, the obvious right? thing like, is the Mac, right? And and what's great is that the Mac is uh, of group of five conferences is probably number two. Can you tell me who are the other four in the group of five? Uh, so it's the American or the American Athletic, the AAC. AAC. Uh, the Western Athletic Conference. Um, whack conference whack, USA uh, conference USA Sun Belt I believe uh, so that's one two that's four and then is it um, uh, wait, wait, wait 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 uh, is the Mountain West or is it God, I just had it in my head I think it's American Conference really USA Mac Mountain West Sun Belt yeah is it Atlantic no the Coast? A the A ten no, is only is it the Big East Big East. No. Not the Big East. So it's one of those three. Big East, A10, or... Um, or Mountain West. Or Mountain West, yeah. Okay. But it's the right. Mac. So Clearly okay. it's the Mac. Yeah, or, 
or the the American. If you had to welcome in two MAC teams into the Big Ten, irregardless of their performance on the field, who would they be? Did he just say irregardless? I did. He did. It's say can't read, can't write. And he, he meant he he meant to say irrespective, um, or regardless. But it's can't no, read, can't write. Oh, okay. He's gonna say that he did it on purpose. It, it's not. It's not can't speak, Rick. Uh, anyway, the. I think Jim Delaney would say, "I want that. Uh, I want that geographic footprint power grab." Mm-hmm. And the American gives you a bigger footprint oh, power yeah. grab because you can go all the way go down, down to Texas. Houston, grab Houston down there. Yeah, Houston, Southern Methodist, Smoo, Louisiana. Oh, UCF. No, the, wait, no, Louisiana's in the in the Sun Belt. Sorry. Yeah. To UCF, get yeah, that, get that I, whole Florida, that whole Central Florida. UCF, you can't tell me that that it, because inevitably, then the Big Ten Network would have to cover the conference that is the Group of Five as well for relegation yeah. purposes, right? Yeah, they'd love it. Oh man, the, Joe thought a lot about this. Joe, this is a great question. Joe, wow, look at my man right, Joe over here. Rick. Yeah, let's, let's take this off fiercely. of Mike Jones. We can let him cool off. All right, next up, Plum. Let, let's not, let's get him out of here. What household good or furniture would you be in the Beast Castle in Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> I would definitely be the candlestick, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of on the nose, but I think I would be. Or just a fruit bowl. You know, I, I liked Angela Lansbury. Was she the uh, yes, the kettle, the, kettle. the teapot? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, Chip, into the cupboard with you. <laughs> Feels right. Yeah, I think that's right. Disciplinarian, uptight. Could be a dish rag. It had what? some moxie. Seem to remember dish rags dancing around. It's a good time. Not your strongest question, Joe, but uh, it's okay. we appreciate it. What, uh, and and what would Greg be, and why is it a broom? Uh, I was going to go with like a, a coat a hanger or a coat rack or something yeah. like that. Something, yeah. something to be <laughs> yes. hidden away. Slash uh, yeah. slender. slender. Very slender and to be covered. All right, All right. Jer Bear. Jer Bear, you're up next. And this uh, is for Greg. Yes, because right, Greg, n- notorious for yep. his food tastes. Well... Greg, you get one meat item, one veggie, and one spice, such as fresh garlic, uh, topping for pizza. Topping for pizza for life. What are your? Th- I got, your first off, I got to ask: Why are we wasting top a spice? Why are we wasting space with this? Yeah, I, I honestly agree with this with garbage. That Come on, just give me. Do I you, think you could. You could. Have you or, or ever ordered a spice as a on the crust? It, it, I don't know. Jer, look, I mean, fresh let me, garlic. Let me explain how things on work the, on the East Coast. Those things are provided to you in shakers mm, once you order. There it is. It, it just, you just find any opportunity right? to work that in. Um, any opportunity. <laughs> it's it's disgusting. Uh, so, Jones, give it to us. You know, give us that refined palate uh, you know, response to the question. Uh, all right. Um, if I have to choose a, a spice, so I'm going to assume a red sauce here. Um, I'm going to go with everyone assumes a pepperoni a red sauce. It, unless it's a really high quality sausage, I'm going with the pepperoni, uh, and then I'm going to choose a a red pepper, not like a sweet one, just like a a, a red pepper, and um, I'm going to go with oregano as my spice. I, I would just. 
I would replace the vegetable and the spice, and I would go with jalapeno for the veggie. Yeah. And uh, I would stick with garlic for the spice. For the spice. I'm assuming that's in the sauce already. Uh, uh, if you need to add garlic to the sauce, you've got a shitty sauce. Okay, Probably. ready to move on. I'm sorry, Jer. Uh, next up from Jer, who states, not a question. Let Greg do the ad reads. Always left me <laughs> smiling and satisfied. Not MSU. You can get season ticket. Hold on. We, we, should, we should say real quick, Jer, thanks for listening to the ad reads. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. All of my friends just fast forward. <laughs> Don't tell them. Plum doesn't have real Don't friends. Tell them. Um, and then he adds a question: uh, If you could get season tickets to one team and one sport, non MSU, who are you going with? Ooh. Uh, I'm going San Francisco Giants. No, no, no. That's not what he asked. He's who are you going with? Who are you bringing to this sport? You don't even tell us what the season tickets are. <laughs> well, you just tell us who this you're This is a little bit ambiguous, this but I do sport. think Jeremy is who is in what team. I couldn't care less but what it, he means. He knows regardless. that if he wants to be understood on this pod, he'll do better, goddammit. It, God it shows it. how kind of heart you are that you just think of the company that you're with. Thank you. Um, Thank you very much. Regardless. And you know who I'd bring? I'd bring J.D. Jerbear. So that you can, you yeah. know, you can just school him so on can English? Teach him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Quizzes Jer- vocabulary. Jerbear, uh, you may recall uh, yeah. from when Greg and I first started doing the pod. <laughs> um, this is before you were part of the pod, Plum. Uh, but Jerbear, uh, in the, the last Antonio year when people were like, I'm out, Yeah. Uh, organized um, uh, a situation where people could donate their tickets to the Boys and Girls Club of America so that, so that people could still go to the game. A real mensch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A mensch. Um, all right, Greg, yeah. for you, when your friends Mac and Charlie fake their death and then Mac requests you burn the duster, should you in fact yeah, burn, the you burn the duster? Yeah, burn the duster. We're burning the duster, obviously. There's no choice in, in not burning the duster. Is, is burning the duster Charlie work? Well, I mean, I'm not burning the duster, so yes, <laughs> he'll be burning the duster. So it's, 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 my, yeah. it's my work. Is this an always sunny? Yes. I am, and am I the Charlie in this podcast? Well, I do the editing. I am the podcast, Charlie. And I say irregardless. So I think I'm the Charlie. Um, but I do the outlining. Not today. Next up from Nick Kamansky. Mike, <laughs> I can only assume you Bitter. wrote this review, right? And use the term growing up very loosely to mean, quote, spending a period of my life in. Any updates on the road situation? I'm worried about taking my Honda CRV unpaid rows when I make my visit. Uh, this is off the rails. I'm going to read the review here. Four stars. <laughs> Growing up in Madison was a great experience. Period. Space. A lot. Not capitalized. Of people are nice and caring. It's one word. It's one uh, word. <laughs> space. Uh, period. Space. Not capitalized. The only thing I would change would be some of the roads needed to be paved. Where do you come up with this, Nick Kamaski? Where did this? Uh, so I love that I is also not capitalized here. Mm. It, it, yeah. Choices happen. A lot. Um, A lot. Uh, so, Nick. <laughs> Uh, notably, that review was written in 2018, and I was not living in, in, in Madison. And so thank you for Googling my hometown. That makes me feel real safe about whoever mentioned the name of, my, <laughs> of my hometown. Um, and honestly, how do you like that CRV? We're thinking about buying one. 
So, sure. uh, but I can assure you the roads are all paved here. Uh, Alex Plum would vouch for the coolness of my town, but it is, he left sunny, nice Michigan weather, weirdly, uh, for cold and dreary. Yeah. It's, it was sub 50 today, man. Last time I came was July and I guess I forgot it was, that. No, it was very pleasant. It, it's going to be nice all week. It was a lovely day here in uh, the Great Lake State. Lovely. I'll also point out that I do believe Nick is making fun of Honda CRVs here. Um, That's probably fair. All right. Next up from Nick Kamansky, KG. Sorry about this. Yeah, it was about farts was, last week. Yeah, see? Yeah, it is what it was. It was part of a two-week bit. Uh-huh. Get mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. All the while. This week he's curious. You have to point it out. It's always a good joke. Yeah. Mm. 9-11. Nope. Not going to do it. This week, though, he's curious. Greg, if you could travel anywhere in the U.S. for a week-long, all-expenses-paid vacation, where would you go? Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. (laughs) Right? That's in Tennessee? Yeah. That's going to be the spot. If you have to ask the question, you can't say it with such confidence. I don't care. Wherever Pigeon Forge is, that's the spot. I hear they have the worst zoo on the planet. <laughs> and I want to spend a week there. All expenses. Zoos were a paid. focal point of our it conversation was, today, actually. We spent more time talking about zoos than any other single topic. <laughs> Why? What? Well, it's not, obviously we didn't talk about you. Fair. No. Fair. No. <laughs> uh, all right, Plum. What are some TV shows I should watch or books I should burn, I should read over the summer? I am going to read... Uh, I recommend, rather, sorry, for books, Andrew Pham's The Catfish and the Mandala. It is a fantastic uh, travel uh, book about a young man's quest and sort of discovering his familial history by um, bike trekking across Vietnam. It's set in the 90s, and it's uh, it's just fantastic. So I would highly recommend that. If you haven't read um, Min J. Lin's... Oh, boy. It's gone. Yeah. Too much yeah. fireball. It's fantastic. Oh, that's, where, that's where we're going with no, this. Just look up the author, Min J. Lin. How often is it that you remember the author, but you can't remember the title? Uh, it's Pachinko. Pachinko. Ah. Pachinko by Min J. Lin. You are going to love it. Fantastic story about like post-World War II Korea. And, oh, no, Korea yeah, and then Japan. Say, it's because Japan. between the two, because yeah. it was colonized. Fantastic. Uh, and then TV shows, if you haven't been watching HBO's uh, Mare of Easttown, it is fantastic. In fact, the last episode dropped tonight, and I'll have to watch it at some point. Have you seen Ted Lasso? No, but people it's good. recommend it. It's wholesome. It's good comedy. Uh, you know, I was gonna make Greg. I was gonna make him watch Tenant probably tonight oh while he's drunk. Yeah, but, but but maybe I should start with with Ted Lasso is uh, a way better choice. Lasso. Also, uh, if you haven't watched the What We Do in the Shadows <laughs> TV show yet, uh, change that. Um, next up, uh, this is for all of you from Nick Kamansky. What are your three favorite Disney animated musicals four. of all time? This is your fourth question. What's up with the Disney? Um, yeah, fourth. Everyone just name one really quick. Second- Everyone's favorite Disney animated musical. I'm going to say uh, Pocahontas. Why not? I don't know. You guys both named ones that have racial apologies at the front of them by Disney now. Disney has at the beginning now an apology like we did not do good. We should do better in the future. The uh, uh, The Lion King. There we go. All right. There we go. Next up from Sora Like Tom. Weigh in on this graphic from the free press. It's where is up north? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Ooh. It's like basically the top peninsula. What's that called? 
Jones doesn't really get yeah. an answer to this. No, I actually have an opinion. Basically, I, I opinion. where in the yeah. state is actually labeled up north? We don't have the I visual. I want to know, who is saying one? I mean, it, if you're, it, it's someone yeah, if you're from the, the UP. UP. No, they already <laughs> know they live up north. Does it, do, yeah, I think people in the UP, that's how marginalized they are. It's that, that no one asks them, where's down south? Well, the answer for me is, and you're going to hate this, I'm sorry, it's three and a half. There is oh god US ten, which goes between Midland and Clare. It's where you get the donuts, cops and donuts. That's the line. I think that place went out of business because of oh no the the racial pandemic. No, the, the, the governor, the, the racial unrest and and sort oh, of well, re- reviewing it. Well, do it. Even in Clare, Michigan. Well, I don't know about that, but I do know they went cops out of business. Cops and donuts. Someplace. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, anyway, neither so here nor there. But there's US M ten or a US ten. And if you're in Michigan and you lived in Michigan, especially in Michigan, you go north of US 10. You're so up. that's about like the so 45th parallel ish type area, a little bit. No, 45th is actually north of three. It's right. up in. Oh, two, oh, in okay. Range, I actually, I misread two. it. So now I'm seeing three and a half is actually like down in thumb territory. Between three and four. Oh, yes. okay. But you're right. Two and a half would be the 45th. Yeah. Um, and I think that's too far north because the trees change. You no longer are growing like on farmland north of three and a half. You got pine trees and more pine trees. So a, a, a mutual friend of ours, um, Sapak. Sure. We can call him a mutual friend, right? Uh, would, would, I like the idea that he's listening and he like corrects you on this. So like, no, actually, I disagree. I never cared so for plum. Two point yeah. seven five. So no, so <laughs> so he's uh, he's north of three. He grew up north of three. Sure. And I think he would just say, generally speaking, that he's he's for people up north. I think that's right. I think so, it's absolutely like, right. So people who are in Traverse City aren't going to debate that they're up north. Sure. And if they have a place that's up north, I would question whether they're real people. Mm-hmm. Like that. that like, why is your vacation home north of a vacation location? Indeed. Well, that's not a thing. Right. right. So I think three is the in my In my youth, anyway, I would have said is, the Upper Peninsula is, is the only up north. But now I actually am broadening it. And I would say the Upper Lower is also up north. Gentlemen, I would just like to say that we're having too much time on this conversation for something that's inherently very visual. Uh, and fantastic. But I'll tell you, at least... 85% of the listeners know exactly what graphic we're talking about right now. Great. So uh, next up from Surrey Like Tom is there's an event called Cows on the Concourse where farmers bring their cows to the lawn of the Wisconsin, of the Wisconsin Capitol building and there's grilled cheese and fried cheese curds. That sounds right. I'm convinced this is fake and Wisconsin <laughs> is trolling me, but if not, what would make this more of a stereotype? This feels like um, the 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 thing that said, have you guys been to Boston? No. I no. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, continue. So there's the Boston Commons, right? The sure. and, and and the thing is is that all the roads that lead there, the the this urban legend wives tale or truth is that it's those were cattle routes that led them to that. Sure. Um this feels like Wisconsin just has not outgrown what was a revolutionary America uh and they still do that. <laughs> um so anyway, that's long way to troll wisconsin but um i don't think they're wisconsin uh, trolling you and i do think and apparently anthony garbert confirmed this is a very real thing um and that actually it's maybe fun 
and a good time. I, I would yeah. point out the only thing to make it more stereotypical would be if the beer. Packers are on parade the entire That's time, it. just going in circles Jeez around head. the concourse. Yep. You got it. What about Milwaukee Beast? Also, that's being the only beer on tap. That or Spot <laughs> Carve being celebrated and pilloried yeah. at the same time. Yeah, just um, did Bill did Brett Favre sex to you? I today? was going to make a Crocs reference there, but didn't get the chance. Next up from Dan Hellpepper, it, gentlemen, is sitting is hitting snooze on your alarm. Something you outgrow as you age. I think so. I think it's maturity, isn't it? I mean, who even has a snooze button on an alarm? Don't we all use our I iPhones? Mean, but it's got a snooze button on there. Um, I, yeah, it does. Dan, right. I don't know that. I, well, actually, this is more interesting for both of you because I've always blamed this on my child that they just wake up at a time and you have to get up. And you, I have a dog. You, you live in such fear that they're trapped in their room, unable to get up maybe need you in some capacity. My dog is literally in a cage. Yes. So that's how my son is. Um, and, and see, I ignore my dog and you don't ignore your son. I've thought about it from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> Fantasized about no, uh, it. Uh, no. So for me, like that's really what got me out of the, like being able to sleep in or snooze sure. was sure. that he's up. I need to attend to him. Yeah. Um, and so Greg, uh, Plum has an excuse, and I think he's maybe been a bit more of a morning person all along. It fits his personality, if we're being honest. Hey, uh, oh, I'm a you? lazy, snoozy son of a gun, man. I get two snoozes in at least. I believe it. I'm a two snooze. They're built-in snooze. Is that what it's like working for a mountain time company? That's the benefit. That's the benefit. <laughs> Next up from Dan Hellpepper, are golf shirts pretentious t-shirts and therefore lame and unwearable for salt of the earth Spartans? <laughs> I'm going to answer this. Dan Hellpepper, you know, for some reason, the uh, the company that makes uh, referee gear for soccer. <laughs> let's talk about that. Let's not. Produces golf shirts that like our polo shirts, right? Yeah. With collars. And we have to wear those uh, to and from games. That's sort of like the dress uniform when you go referee, Uber driver drivers. So <laughs> that's um, that's it. They are pretentious t-shirts. Um, they are generally unwearable because they have massive insignia on the on the chest. Uh, but when I go golfing, I absolutely wear it. On. I I will say that uh, without a dry wicking or, uh, you know, a moisture wicking uh, or a dry fit, if you will, if you're a Nike fan, um, it, they are pretentious. Yeah. It, it, if you introduce some functionality to them, then it is clearly about a um, purpose served, a, a purpose and pretension, which Fine. then is maybe a bit more forgivable. But also on the nose for the hosts of this podcast. Yeah. We we did not did we not get into the Kepka thing last week? We didn't get into the Kepka. Oh, I know. We should have. But anyway. Uh, all right. Uh, last from Dan Hellpepper. Um, what song do you most strongly associate with a movie it appeared in when you hear it? Greg, I'm gonna send this to you because I have a feeling you have an oh, answer to this. What? What? What comes immediately to mind? The body oh part. yes that's the first thing <laughs> and uh Windy, right there do not wake up my son there's also uh sticking with the 90s there's also con air and that uh how to oh. buy live how how to buy oh how to buy um 
I don't, don't think that's, that. You, you I do don't know that's not a song. What no, that's saying. exactly the words. Um, okay. There's. Uh, how about uh, uh, Vanilla how Ice's um, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go? Is that Ninja Turtles? No. Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. And the um, the How Did This Get Made had them uh, pulled up in the interview on him uh, from that. And it is a true joy. Um, how about, uh, I'm curious, I thought this would come to mind for you, Greg, is Where Is My Mind and Fight Club. Oh, sure. Yeah. At the end. Uh, yeah. I think I listened to enough of the Pixies separate from Fight Club. That's, that yeah. It, yep. it doesn't. It didn't really stick for you that way. Yeah. What I will say is this. Sufjan Stevens had a song about. Oh boy, um, where's this going? This feels about, like something I would say. About Tanya Harding. I love Sufjan Stevens. Had a song about Tanya Harding, but it didn't make it into the Tanya Harding biography. I think it did. I think it was the uh, the end credit song. No, it wasn't. It was not in the song. What, why do you say biopic? Or it, like or biopic? 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 I think it, I think it <laughs> is what people biopic. Say? It's biopic. Um, is it actually <laughs> biopic? Biopic seems so. The... <laughs> it seems so horribly. Under biographical picture. It's like biopic. I know what it is. This is biographical like, uh, uh, picture. Another friend of biopic. this is like another of our saying uh, that it's Babel instead of the Tower of Babel. I'm saying when you say biopic, it's as if you've added a U to favor it. <laughs> all right, all right, that's enough. <laughs> Susan that's will understand. Enough. Um, I really thought I love that, that is a great Sufjan Stevens uh, song. By the way, it's should a great song. More, should we do some more Fireball? He's a great author. And by author? author, I mean, <laughs> yes, you guys do need to do Song more fireball writer. over there. Um, I was like, wait, has he written a book? Um, next up from Raymond Chains by other wait, names. Did he, did he, he promised that he would do uh, an album for each state. Abandoned it abandoned. after like he, he discovered how many states there are. <laughs> he did. He forgot. He, he consulted the map and said, oh, there's not 13. <laughs> I can't do North Dakota. I can't do North Dakota. All right. Sorry. All right. All right. Is up next. On ahead, behind right. the scenes with Tom Izzo friction between Mr. And Mrs. Izzo as a result of Lupe joining Susie Merchant's staff. Nice. A continuation of last week's story. This feels but very the West extra way. income may mm. become, may come in handy as a young and disaffected Steven finds himself in big with Vegas. When the mob attempts to squeeze young Steven, Coach G arrives. Yes! Yes! This is the best oh episode God. I've seen yet. The narrative is getting so good! Oh! And he... I just want to say, I like to believe that Coach D arrives with Jim Bowman. This is back. I could oh just God. picture this scene where like the mob surrounding little Stevie Izzo and they're like really threatening him and they're like about to cut off a finger or something. And then They've got like chains. Yeah. And then Coach D just walks in the door and everyone looks up. He just appears. Because the yeah. face. It's and the then face. Cut to credits. And you know, you know what's oh, happening you know next episode. You know, every single one of them was just. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, Raymond, beautiful episode of Behind the Scenes with Thomas. <laughs> Which is we're getting yeah, those is really truly well done, behind right? the scenes now. Slash Mr. Neurotic. Uh things. next up. Uh all right. Yeah. Jonesy. Go for it. You mean, let me understand this cause. You know, maybe it's me. I'm a little fucked up, maybe, <laughs> but I'm funny. How I mean funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you? I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? 
so uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not that familiar with Goodfellas, <laughs> which is what this is from. Joe Pesci. Uh, and if he's calling me Joe Pesci, then that's an honor. First, let's start with the fact that Home Alone and Home Alone Two are some of the greatest films ever created. Joe, and Joe I will Pesci. fight you. And as much as Joe Pesci's been in, let's be very clear. Those were his best. Here, here. Okay. Finally. Here, here. <laughs> Finally, someone move says on it. from that. All right. Will the can't read, can't write tailgate be fun for the people who might not be able to go to your actual go to the actual game? Yes. Maybe there's a bar that'll broadcast the game, probably, <laughs> where your devoted sycophants can pregame. Think of uh, us. Think of the disaffected. Think of your loyal children. Think of us jerks and neurotics. It was actually pre-Graeme. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't Raymond, paste. Raymond, we'll take care of you, man. Don't worry about it. We'll designate a bar. We'll send you off to, you know, the Land Shark. They've got great pizza now. Um, great pizza. But yeah, you don't have to pre-game for the, what will be a noon game, right? That was announced this week. Did I see that? Yes. Noon uh, game. Yes. Yes. Shortly after. Uh, so no game. need to pregame. Just show up to our tailgate and then pregame. We'll have eggs somewhere else. Uh, I'm going to be making. Uh, what are the um, poached eggs? I'm going to make poached eggs. eggs. No, I'm just, poaching. Just them. poaching eggs. I'm poaching eggs over a campfire. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be. Bad. And you're going to begin by poaching <laughs> them from a. You know, a chicken coop somewhere. Like these are going to be truly no, no, poached I'm gonna, eggs. I'm going to poach them from like D- double poached some from like say. agriculture pen, probably on MSU's campus. Oh, because it's, most people don't know how large it it's actually very is. Very big. It's not going to be good. It's going to be bad. Yeah. Okay, we'll take uh, care of you, Raymond. James. Yes. Next up from ba- come and have from Baca Soda back coming back, Michael. Wow. She Please is. rank the following Alexanders. Alexander Plum, <laughs> Alexander Hamilton, Alexander Trebek, Alexander Graham Bell, and Alexander Smith, recently retired NFL quarterback. Let's start from the bottom. I didn't know Alex well, Smith actually uh, hung it up. This was actually news to me. I want to be very clear that based upon my earlier very offensive hate crime lisp that I did, <laughs> I, I cannot rate Alexander Plum last on this list. That's true. That's true. And so... I would say, uh, based upon the contributions to humanity as a whole, it is fair to say that Alexander Smith is last on this list. That's true. Now, our dear friend Alexander Plum uh, works tirelessly to contribute to positive health outcomes for underserved communities in the greater Detroit region, which is why he's not last on this list. But if we're being honest about the rest of the list, he is second to last. (laughs) True. True. Alexander no, I, Graham I Bell. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I'm going to go ahead and say Alexander Graham Bell is third to last. Wow. Wow. The telephone? Because Alexander Trebek is. He was a smarmy yeah, Canadian. He, what, he was on and a you know show. What? He should. Oh. And you know what? As Alexander Hamilton said, something about immigrants get the job done. Or at least they he did sure in, the, in the play Hamilton. So well. Alexander Trebek is second, and Alexander Hamilton is number hmm. one. Good question. And if you want me to explain further, follow-up questions are in order. Right. Uh, Kevin, please rank the following Michaels from best to worst. Me, Michael Jones. Michael Scott. 
a fictional character, unlike anyone, <laughs> anyone else. <laughs> Michael Jordan, unclear if it's B or the basketball player. Uh, Michael, not clear that it matters. Uh, Michael Bolton or Michael Ditko. So I'm going to go nice. top to bottom. And the top one is obvious. You got to go with the goat. You got to go with the greatest of all time. So Bolton is number one. <laughs> then we'll go Jordan. <laughs> then Ash. we'll you know, put a big gap in there. Big Dicka gap. Scott big gap. Jones. On to the next yep, one. That's fair. Alex. That's, honestly. Alex, that. please rank the following Kevins. Kevin Grooch. <laughs> Kevin Costner. Kevin McAllister. Well, not the only uh not the only fictional character, as it turns out. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Bacon. And not the only home and, reference on the podcast. And Kevin James. <laughs> Kevin James is also a fictional character. There's not, There's not a real Kevin he James. He's not real. And he's in last place. Yes. I'm going to give him last place. Um, yes. Yeah, so only me. Only me. Hey, guys. So, can I come hang out? Kevin James is last. And then Kevin Costner. Because what what redeeming role has he really been in? Waterworld. No. Makes me cry. What? That was... <laughs> Last of Mohicans, not racist at all. No, no, it was unproblematic. Uh, it was uh, dances with wolves. They say They've all said. Oh, you're yes. You thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna go. Also Third place is probably Kevin McAllister. Ooh, because he's a child. Children are unredeeming. I mean, you're gonna put him up ahead of a guy who eats rice cakes for? Yeah, I like oh, rice cakes. They've got a certain amount of crunch. Cachets. Then Groot. Yes. Because of his slenderness. And then lastly, Kevin Bacon, the dearly departed. Ash. God rest his soul. So so you would say Kevin Grooch is one degree of separation. From Kevin one Bacon. degree from separa- okay. yeah, separation from Kevin Bacon. Who is yeah. dead, yeah. apparently? God bless it. No. no. Well, no. No. No, who am I thinking of? Who's Who dead? said he was dead? You said the Who's, dearly departed Kevin oh, I'm thinking Bacon. of the guy from Dirty Dancing. Oh, oh. I'm thinking of... Um, Patrick yeah. Swayze? What's that guy? Patrick Swayze. Oh Aren't they the same sure. person? All right, next up is Speed List. <laughs> can't read, can't write vocab word of the week. This is obviously for Alex Bond. Boob. How would, How would you, you define, define it? it? Gotta be an idiot. A dummy. A real a boob. Slash a, br- slash a breast. A lady's, a lady's breast. A foolish one, or stupid person. A one, one-breasted gal. In, in British, an embarrassing mistake. Oh, I made a real boob there. <laughs> I thought that uh, Kevin Bacon was that dead. Was a right I don't boob. love the fact that that, that was the a boob. noun number one for boob is a foolish or stupid person. That is not noun number one for boob. That's fair. The, this is a uh, family in the, in the dictionary classical sense. that you're looking at here, Jones. Yeah. This is this is this is not a family podcast, and and if we're all being honest about the what definition number one of boob Listen, is, well, you looked up. Oxford. You had a lisp earlier, no, I just so did, I just <laughs> next up from B list. No, what what did you say? What did you say about someone on the bus? Uh oh, you don't remember this from? We were on a Model UN trip. No, wait, what? Uh, we'll yeah, this seems oh, like. We'll uh, oh, I do remember exactly yes. what you're saying. Yes, yeah. I love that you remember where I said it. <laughs> This isn't. This is not podcast. All right. Next up, uh, next up for, for for Kevin Gregg. What's this oh, oh, deleted this tweet? This is for Jonesy. Is this for someone else? This is for me. Oh, it's for Jonesy. All right. Then what's this deleted tweet? Moron amplification situation. Great question, B list slash not a good question, but it's very specific. Um, so uh, 
someone on uh, from from the University of Michigan Twitter sphere uh, tweeted something out that was offensive about the Appling situation. Uh, specifically, uh, we'll just uh, said that that person that that Keith Appling has anyone checked in in Tom Izzo's basement, um, <laughs> which is a reference to other thing. It's just not great. Anyway, um, I went through the likes of that particular tweet and they all had some commonalities in their bios about, mm. you know, who they care for and who they are as, as, biopics, as, as white as men. Um, anyway, and I pointed that out and then someone leaped from that situation to that in, uh, 80 something or other that supposedly this is not true that it was Michigan State fans who chanted at Michigan fans can't read, can't write. And in the 90s, then chanted a racial slur at Michigan players. And it was a great big leap to, at the time, six-year-old me flying cross-country to drop the N-word places. And um, and so it was a bit alarming, and I retweeted it with a, a bit of a comment, and um, and then someone pointed out that I shouldn't be amplifying the voice, and now I've amplified the voice on the podcast. Wow. Um, but uh, the broader point being is that, uh, among other things, it is uh, a it's been a week long of me reevaluating what my relationship with Twitter is going to be, and um, this was an important lesson in that. And so, um, so we're all growing. Just, we're all growing right now. Yeah, it, it, it was it was a great experience. So I deleted the tweet because it was amplifying the voice of a moron and also a not reflective of the Twitter experience that I want to have or I think other people want to have. Generally all speaking. right. So clear the list. air. Thank you. Jonathan McCoy, Thank first you. time Twitter questioner. Uh, in fact, he points that out. But a long, a long time, time listener. listener. First time questioner. To clarify Plum's Friend story about truly. Demarcus Beasley being at his game last right. week, he didn't know Beasley was wow. there until long after the game was complete. I have receipts. Anything you care to say? I like to on respond this? to okay. this. You have yeah, the floor. I've got a couple things. Thank you. First, the thing I'll think about John McCoy, he is without a doubt Fort Wayne's finest soccer mm. referee. He may be Indiana's finest soccer referee. No, no. I think he is Fort Wayne's. I mean, sorry, I, th- I think he is Indiana's finest soccer referee, come to think of it. I mean, Ben Trevino's not roughing anymore. I think it's, I'm, I'm going to say it. Jonathan McCoy is the best referee in the state of Indiana. Okay. You've heard it here, folks. So no one cares. Overrated. No one cares. All right, listen. That's why they stick around at right. the hour 35 mark to find out. That's for exactly once and for all, right. who's the He's finest the soccer ref? Of- in is highly like offensive. How do, we, how do we make this far on the podcast? I yeah. don't know why he decided to come for me this week, but good for him. I did casually drop on the pod that Demarcus Beasley was at the game that I refereed at a certain uh, semi-pro uh, Uber dri- Uber driving <laughs> soccer game, and um, Demarcus Beasley was there. I did not know until after the game, so it is true. I may have implied more than I should have, but you know. That's okay, isn't it? Isn't it okay to lightly, lightly mislead folks? Anyway, there's there's a lot of refereeing silliness here, and we can let it but go. But he ends. Um, but yeah. the bigger question, the bigger question that John McCoy has, which I think is one really should be wrestling with, is can we, can he and his ilk, the dear listeners, have the ability to rank the hosts weekly 
via Google Forms. This is for Grek because Grek is a survey dance commander. Um, <laughs> so Grek, is this a possibility? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I uh, no, it's not. We rank you. We look. Di- we have the power here. We're not relinquishing it. That's the. <laughs> so be gone, John McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, though honestly if you want to submit a five-star ranking every week oh yeah see that's what you do it you feel feel free to write a review every week with a power ranking of the hosts now kevin Greck, we have one final question and it's from the other mike jones and it is not this mike jones and it's from someone who memed alex plum <laughs> um with a referee photo and i don't want to spend time talking about the meme where did it go? I don't know. It just disappeared. Oh, no. How did that happen? It's an arrow now? Oh. All right. So, anyway. Something happened. There it is. So, we've got some time to spend on this. Uh, I want to ask you a few questions. First, about the pouches that are uh, in, in Alex's breast region. They're not pouches. Does it, does They're it, pockets. Does it appear like it's someone's first attempt at stuffing a bra? And then second, <laughs> I want to direct your attention to the shorts. That was where the arrow was going. Does Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly where. And then third, if you had to say that, that Alex was attending a rally... Just looking at this picture, <laughs> oh my God. what rally would you say he was attending? These are the questions I want to ask. And, it, and let's it, leave them all unanswered. <laughs> there, there are questions for you, dear listener. And we'll, re- we'll retweet it. <laughs> yeah, we'll retweet it, I guess. And uh, All right. This has been an inherently unsports episode, and but it has been an episode one. that we've talked about visuals more than any other. <laughs> Surely this is a podcast that must be seen to be believed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, It it has been a lot of fun. Gentlemen, uh, I say to you, go green. Go white boys. Go white guys.